0: What is good, my loves? I hope you're having an amazing day. It is Friday time I'm recording this. Market has one more hour. I'll do a separate podcast on that. But um, I had just finished doing a podcast where just kind of talking a little bit about the softer and delicate side of life. And what better way to preface that than to say there are appropriate places to be soft and delicate. And even when I talk about, you know, it does feel good to be in the comfort of my home, you know, um, in a setting that's conducive to me being at peace and to being soft and to being delicate and feminine and pretty. And so I'm glad that I got to address kind of like two, you know, two birds with, with you know, type of a thing because it did, you know, I, I think it just took me right back to like, I know you want to be soft, but... What is reality for women? And so um, I've been watching, you know, uh, Feisty Black Magic, and she's been putting up interesting commentary, interesting comments. And I'm going to play this soundbite. It says Taliban just ordered all beauty salons to close. So let's go ahead and play that. And it is heartbreaking, you guys. It is heartbreaking. Absolutely. Um, Let me go ahead and play it first. so You get a little bit of context of what's going on over there.
1: Closure of all beauty salons in Afghanistan, eliminating one of the last means Afghan women had of earning income and finding social engagement. Women in Afghanistan are already largely confined to their homes. They're barred from education, public spaces, and most forms of employment. One woman, who owns three beauty salons and employs almost 50 women, told CBS News that every single one of her employees is the primary breadwinner for their families. And since the announcement was made, she said, I see them finding a corner and shedding tears of distress. Jamila, who lives with her two children, says there are nearly 25,000 women in her province alone who share the vocation and will now lose their income. I feel tired of being a woman, she said. I hope this is a bad dream. The Taliban just just ordered the closure of all beauty salons in Afghanistan, eliminating one of the last means Afghan women had of earning income and finding social engagement.
0: And this is so important. You know, when you talk about, um, I, I was talking in the previous podcast before about how, you know, wanting to be, to experience the softer side of what comes with being a feminine, I think. A, a a woman, but I think that um, it is a little bit hard, or very practically hard, you know. Um, and this is why I like to stay in touch with what's happening around the world, because I don't ever want to lose touch. I don't ever want to become so selfish to where, it's like, I'm trying to decide what I'm gonna eat. You know, um, not if I'm gonna eat. I'm trying to decide what I want to do this weekend if I'm going to go to Vegas next week or if I just really want to stay at home. Not can I travel, not can I go somewhere not do I need permission. Um type of a thing. And so here you have but at the same time here you have you know these women in Afghanistan that have to figure out how they're going to put a roof over their head and, you know, food on the table and in many instances have to take care of their children. And it's like one little misstep or one little error and you're in fear of your life and living like that from moment to moment and day to day. And I think it kind of speaks to like, you don't even have support from your family. Because it's not like you can have a safe place to say like, "Okay, my family doesn't feel this way, so let me at least shelter here and let me try to thrive the best way I know how and these jobs are not even like to say the most um high educational jobs, but if you know anything about women in beautification, we love to get that's this is universal, okay. We love to get our hair done. We love to get our eyebrows done. We love to get the facials. We love to get the manicure, the pedicures, you know, type of everything. We have events that we go to, weddings, parties, just regular upkeep. And so it's one of the, the higher um. sectors where we will spend our money. So I love it because it's going, you know, it's a woman. You're employing a woman. But you're also paying money to a woman, right? We talk in, in the Black community about having infrastructure to at least let the money circulate a couple of times before it goes out. But when you talk about the sisterhood and a network, it's talking about being able to keep sustain each other, right? I'll make your breakfast and you do my hair. I'll make you lunch, you do my nails. I'll mow your lawn, you know, you t- take care of my medical, medical care, like, How do we feed and sustain each other? And so it really is sad when when you listen to Priscilla talk about unnatural resources. It's like if they're able to do this against the odds, think about, you know, because the unnatural circumstances is these (laughs) motherfuckers running around threatening their very, very mere life, you know, cutting them off to something that just should happen organically. If they want to congregate, they should be able to congregate. If they want to get their hair done, they should be able to do that. Remember, I talked about how Age of Aquarius is absolutely for the woman. But, you know, we all know that when women get together and talk, things happen. Reform happens. Change happens. And I know I have benefited so much from being able to access other women's voices and the irony is in its own way like I talk about how I was work in the workplace for 20 years and I didn't come on the internet until the pandemic happened and so but even with that it's like I was able to connect with so many other black women and just to find out that we have shared so much in common and to have a virtual camar- sense of camaraderie and they also put me up on games it was kind of like little cousin little like little niece like little sis this is what it is when it comes to relationships like this is how you handle it and this is what why you've been going through these type of things and so in many ways it was empowering in many ways it was healing you know and um, The visibility was so important, too, because I talk a lot about how I like to watch Black women in luxury, the TikToks and the compilations and those type of channels, because it's kind of like imprints in my mind. If they can do it, I can do it. If I stick to it, I can do it. I know it's possible. And it gives me something to strive for, right? And to become excellent in my own right. And so when you talk about the importance of social engagement for women, you don't think that when they meet and they're talking, you know, they're talking about how to, you know, where to get the best prices for food. Um, who is, you know, giving other goods and services like, oh, you know, this one over here is has her restaurant open or this one has a cleaning service and, you know, networking. You don't think that they talk about. Maybe if there's cases, not if, but cases of domestic violence, how to protect themselves, how to see the red flags, maybe create a network where it's kind of like, okay, get your coins together and we will transport you to another location or like create safe houses for them. Right. And. And, um, so, so there's that aspect of like even safety and like how to raise your kids and even how to have like even birth control methods. So like, if you don't want to keep getting knocked up and, you know, maybe what can you do to apply for those college education, like those education resources and have that information travel like, like wildfire, as opposed to you operating in a silo, right? Where it's just you by yourself and cut off from, From resources and information, and you know, knowledge is power, and so yeah, there's an aspect of being able to. You know, I do strongly believe I talk about how the most powerful woman to me is a woman that has beauty and brains. There is a sense of power when you feel beautiful and you feel good about yourself, and so you know, I I do get pushback sometimes because people and, and I get it, I think it's a nuanced conversation because power is more than a manicure or a facial or makeup. But when you feel, if you feel good about yourself, you're going to take care of yourself and your parents and your grooming. And to me, even when you talk about looking at other genders, one of the best ways I can tell this person doesn't care about themselves and they're definitely not going to care about me is if they groom themselves and if they care about their parents, right? So, but I think with women, there's so many things that also come with um I, I'm just gonna say it because I, I feel like the guilt around it, but just like in rapturing beauty, breathtaking beauty, right? And combined with, with knowledge with brains, um and, and and know-how savvy, right? It it becomes I I almost want to say it's almost more powerful than a man. And when I think when you think of a man, you think of like physical dominance in terms of physical exertion of power, which is what the men in Afghanistan are, are exerting, right? They're ex- exerting their physical prowess. And, and you know, you would think that if they're that physically dominant, they'd be smart enough to get themselves out of the socioeconomic conditions that they're getting themselves into, but no, nah, no, you know, um, and so... I love it too because one of the other um, podcasts that I did earlier this week um, it has community in the title and it talks about this woman that is a um like a licensed or professional construction worker and so not only did she um, hone in on her career, but she equips other women with the opportunity to learn a new skill. So that they can be employable, that they can be self-employed, that they can afford their homes, their mortgage, their credit cards, put roof over their head, you know, food on the table, clothes on their children's back and become self-sufficient. And so here, if you're talking about a woman that, you know, and it sounds to me like she found that loophole, like if she has three stores, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, it's okay for, and this is the thing, I think that it's kind of like that soft power That the men are scared of because it's kind of like, oh, no, we're just going to have, you know, each other do each other's hair. And so it's like, but the conversations, (laughs) my little Bruno, Um, the conversations that happen, like I said, you know, when I think about the conversations I've had throughout the years with my hairdressers, um, it ranged from what's going on in your relationships, how is school going, business enterprises, business opportunities, networking opportunities, right? Um, and if, so if she wasn't trying to sell me something, I was definitely trying to sell her something at some point in her time or let her know what I was doing. Um, and just, yeah, it, it, it's almost very much sisterhood type of a thing. And, and one of the best Friendships you can form is with your hairdresser because you're seeing them consistently and on a regular basis, and so it was one of those things where it's kind of like no, 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 just let her come work for me, and and so it seems benign, but the com—I think that the men are so sensitive to it that it's kind of like, why is my wife coming back more empowered? Why is she becoming more emboldened? Why does because that kind of confidence rubs rubs off on each other and. Knowing that you can come back in and plug back in and, and have accountability partners and say, this is what I did. This was the outcome. Let me try again. Let Because you know you have a safe space. At, you know, that's something I can definitely tap into. And so, you know, these are some of the underlying factors for it. I'm definitely rooting for them. You know, oh, and I, one of the things I was saying is that this is Age of Aquarius is for the woman because even with the internet before it's kind of like if you weren't getting accepted into college or you couldn't didn't have the money to pay for a course on things now you don't even have to be um literate in the sense of like being able to read and stuff like that, you can listen to spoken word, right? So you can click on something and listen to to, to spoken word and disseminate the quick the information way quicker and way faster. And so, um, it, it's one of those things where it's kind of like there's so much beauty and growth for. Um, There's so much beauty, like like so much potential for growth, because even later on, um, they talk about how, I think is it like 92,000 women? But can you imagine the boom, the socioeconomic boom that they would have? Because it's like if you allow women to have um, restaurants and cleaning services and daycares and, you know, now they can make clothes and shoes and And venture into technology and medical, medical stuff even too, you guys. You know how, and so when you talk about stripping away a mom, not only being able to take care of herself, but to not be able to take care of her children, this is why it's so important. And this is part of the reason why Afghan will not rise any higher. It has not risen any higher than its women, the men are not smart they're they're strong they they have you know weapons, but they're not smart enough in the mind to understand that if you let your girls go to school, you focus on their education, and you let them work together and build community that it's going to bless everyone, including the children right and that everyone eats when when a woman is able to self sustain.
1: Women in Afghanistan are already largely confined to their homes. They're barred from education, public spaces, and most forms of
0: employment. So, yeah, it says they're barred, they're, they're cut in their houses. So, you know, one of the conversations that has been going around is like, you start to realize that we are used for, like, mule labor, right? Being muled, being used for um, domestic labor. Um, Priscilla had also done a podcast or, like, a video talking about the cost of these things so if you have an on the premises housekeeper maid cook childcare provider and you know somebody that you have sex with and that's supposed to be for your mental health and all this other stuff it's like this is this is an abuse it's an abuse even on a human being, you know, like not even being able to go to public spaces. So not even being able to go to the park or go to the mall or, you know, one of my favorite pastimes to do is just jump in my car and just drive along the coast, all up and down Malibu. Um, I love driving to Vegas um, to where it's like, I'll just drive to Vegas, get something to eat and drive back, okay, with some good music and again understanding that i can drive my own car a lot of them they're not allowed to have driver's license and i think that sometimes you know i remember my frustration when earlier this year a lot of women were saying like oh i'm not a feminist i the the last thing i'll ever do is be a feminist feminist women are like bitches and feminists before even in america there was a time when we didn't we didn't have access to bank accounts. We weren't able to drive. We couldn't, you know, we were viewed the same way as property to be in the home. Now, that being said, that is a nuanced conversation because black women have always been working. We've always been outside of the home. And when it went from indentured slavery to um, or indentured labor to where it's like, now you'll get paid. We're still getting pennies to the dollar to everyone else. So we have to work twice as hard for these people and, you know, and type of a thing. And we still have our families to take care of. Right. And so I understand like, this is why I, I, once I understood that, and I think that one of the tragedies that you know, and it just is what it is, but you grow out of it, right? Going to school and learning about feminism, and then because of the black community that I was in, it's kind of like because of those voices, the male voices, kind of like, feminism is one of the worst things that happened. And I remember parroting those talking points, but then it, because I think, and especially coming, um, out of the pandemic and being at home where I have time to access more school of thoughts and I'm not in my own silo. Yeah, I was free, but I wasn't free to the thoughts and like, the, um, like a rigorous thought process that challenges what do you really think and why, right? Because one of the things is when you're by yourself, you can be fed information, but you don't have pushback. And I'm like, why do you believe this? Have you thought about all of these other external moving factors. And so, especially coming out of the pandemic and hearing arguments that I hadn't heard before in a classroom setting or strictly in the Black community, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's remember where we came from, right? No checking account. You know, I couldn't tell you, So I have to put myself on a do not buy thing because I will just log on to Amazon or any I'm Amazon princess over here. I stay me and Amazon, they be taking my coins. Whatever I want, I order online. My phone, I ordered it online, right? Other thing, you know, food brought to me online, right? Access to YouTube, being able to tr- trade online, trade from my phone, right? And being able to even own a home, you guys, um, I... I am a licensed realtor, but I don't think I'm going to renew. I just recently renewed. But the idea of going from being the property to being able to own property. So if you ask me if I'm a feminist, hell yeah, damn right I'm a feminist. Because I feel bad for this, these women, right? The things that I'm able to enjoy to even have the option to do that. If I One of my favorite places to go exercise is to just go to the park. We have this really nice park out here. And it has, like, the slopes and it has, like, all these, like, little um, workout stations and a basketball court and um, soccer field, water fountains. It even has a little water fountain for the little dogs and, like, your little pets and stuff. They have, like, a little um, patio where you can have, like, barbecues and picnics and get-togethers. And they even have, like, a little water park, too, for the kids that's free, free access public spaces, y'all. Just being able to go to the mall and just walk around and shop with the money that I make and not having to ask anyone, you know, can I make money? You know, can I pay for this? And, and, and regulating where and how I can spend it. And then it says here, they're barred from education, public spaces, and most, play- most forms of employment. So much so that this is a feature that's being played where they can't even work as hairdressers. They can't even work as hairdressers playing in someone's hair.
1: Employment. One woman who owns three beauty salons and employs almost 50 women told CBS News that every single one of her employees is the primary breadwinner for their families.
0: Can you imagine that? So she has 50 women that are working for her. They're the primary breadwinners. So if they don't bring home money, nobody eats. Not the husband, not the children, and not her. But their egos are so fragile. That instead of them using their brains, right? Because it is a man's world, right? Everything is stacked in their favor. Instead of them using their brains to figure out how they can, you know, benefit from the resources that their their region is known for. They prefer to oppress the women because they can't figure out a way to, to generate income. And it's one of those things, you know, one of the things with Scorpio energy or scorpionic energy. The scorpion, and I know I have to I've had to learn to control this side of myself. Um I've learned I've had to learn to temper it. Right? And so, but I even though I am quiet, I will I have done it and you know, um but what will happen is the scorpion one of two things somebody's gonna die it's either gonna be the scorpion or it's gonna be the other person somebody fitting to go out you know and you will get warnings but the thing about the scorpion is it will self-destruct it will sting itself in the head and and die right and kill itself almost like before you kill me i'm gonna kill myself how about that how about that? (laughs) Still winning. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But like, no, but but that's kind of like the lower vibrational (laughs) thought of it. But it's like this whole idea of like cutting off your nose to spite your face, right? So it's this idea of like, instead of them being appreciative that at least she can not be a burden to society, that she's the breadwinner, she's taking care of her man, she's taking care of the children, and she's not reaching out for child support, and she can sustain them. It's like, nah, well, if I can't make money, you're not going to make money. None of us are going to make money, right? And so that that's the energy that it's giving,
1: And since the announcement was made, she said, I see them finding a corner and shedding tears of distress. Jamila, who lives with her two children, says there are nearly 25,000 women in her province alone.
0: Yeah, so that was a number I was trying to think about. But can you imagine if 25,000 women have the opportunity to work together? How much of a boost and a surge in income and well-being would happen? Because now you can move out of the dangerous neighborhoods. Now you can send your children to school and get them the mentoring that they need. Now you can have transportation. Now you can have restaurants. You can have housekeeping. And, you know, um, I think that there's there's tears to it. So you start off with more of the domestic um, relief. And then once you start sending more of the daughters off, the sons and daughters, to education... Then now you start to, out of that, have more medical doctors, more engineering, more sciences, and stuff like that. More arts, literature, philosophy, that type of thing. And so the payout in 10, 15 years, and it doesn't even have to be that far out, you know, stimulating the the economy, circulating funds, right? And, And so there was something else I wanted to say, too. But yeah, so 25,000 women alone, and the visibility of that matters too. What message will that send to the daughters? Right? I was talking a little bit about how it's going to enhance the well-being because if you, it's a difference between you being able to afford to go to the dentist to take out something that's causing you pain, or go to the doctor to make sure that your heart is okay or that your health is okay, your blood pressure is okay, your cholesterol being able to afford higher nutrients food, right? Versus having to skim or or ending up being malnourished, right? Being able to have um access to water, more water and plumbing and stuff like that as opposed to having to spend hours trying to find where to get clean water to everything too. <clears throat> so yeah um let's just finish playing this out who share
1: the vocation and will now lose their income i feel tired of being a woman she said i hope this is a bad dream the taliban just (sighs) man just ordered the closure of all beauty salons in afghanistan eliminating one of the last means afghan women had of earning income and finding social engagement Women in Afghanistan are already largely confined to their homes. They're barred from education, public spaces, and most forms of employment. One woman who owns three beauty salons and employs almost 50 women told CBS News that every single one of her employees is the primary breadwinner for their families. And since the announcement was made, she said, I see them finding a corner and shedding tears of distress. Jamila, who lives with her two children, says there are nearly 25,000 women in her province alone who share the vocation and will now lose their income. I feel tired of being a woman, she said. I hope this
0: is a bad dream. So yeah, my heart goes out to them, you know. Um, I like to think about, well, what could I do to help? And to be honest, I don't know what I could do. But I know that when I'm here, I try to help women... Um, more so from a financial aspect, and I've had to learn to be okay with that so I'm not necessarily out here you know in the in the trenches and getting dirty per se or an area of expertise yet um, I'm working on trading um but can you imagine if i'm able to if they have access to internet and they can go online and we can get a translator and I can show them how to trade? you know forex and crypto and stocks from the comfort of their home it's like how you like them apples (laughs) you don't want them to stay at home now they can stay at home and they can just you know buy high sell low you know what is it buy low sell high right type of a thing like from the comfort of their home and they don't have to necessarily um be able to read they just have to be able to understand how the movements are and you know yeah there's gonna be a little bit of a learning curve but do you get what I'm saying and so but that's that's something I'm working on and um, I love my mentor you know talking about unity and community Um, my mentor she is so both of them I have several mentors but the two that are teaching me stocks specifically oh my gosh they're just cheering me on I had posted my first trade um, last Friday, and my first mentor was just like she's like the bank of, and she said my name. She's like is now open, you know, just cheering for me. And um, I had scheduled another mentor. I had my second session with her, and she's like, "You got this. It's okay," you know, and sending me support while I'm holding on to my trades and stuff like that. And so, and but my second mentor, she was like, "I want you to teach others." She's like, "I don't care if you." play your recordings for your family, share it with your dad, share it with your niece. I can teach children. And she makes the prices so affordable because this is a message about wealth building, about sustainability, about community, about care. This is her way of paying it forward. Right. And so but um, at the end of the day, I if if I find something where I can donate and it's going to help, you know, create safe houses and give them access to education and that's something that I would love to be involved in. And that's why it's so important for me to not only make more money for myself. I have my niece I have to, to look out for, my parents, my godkids and and so it's like I have a responsibility to be able to outpour my abundance. But I know that for here and at home, um a lot of you know I'm a sucker for like anything that's gonna just That I I have to feel like I'm planting into good seed. And I feel like anytime I pour into a woman, that's going to pay me back way more than anything I can ever invest in. You know, I'm huge on investing in the stock market. I have diversified portfolio that I'm working on and tracking on. It's a little non-conventional, but I'm learning to tackle those hurdles in this new space that we're in when it comes to trading and investing. But um. Me investing into a little girl is gonna have way more payback. I feel like, and so you know, it's just something to think about. I think we've covered so much. I am at the thirty minute mark, but again, like you know, I say I am rooting for you, even in my, my. I don't want to say corner of the world. I like something a little bit softer and round. But in the layer of my world, or in my, in the space where I'm at, in the sphere that I'm at, um. We are all interconnected into my women in Afghanistan. You know, if you can hear me, it's like if the women out here in North America were able to to do it, you can too. And it's time. It is time and we have to move forward and it's going to take courage and it's going to take strength and it's going to take, you know, um, emotional intelligence and being savvy, working together um, learning who to trust and who not to trust and protecting yourselves i mean same thing that goes in the black community goes here one of the best things you could probably do is stop birthing stop birthing you know the the situation and um pay afford to your daughters and i think you try to do the best you can with raising your boys but i mean if the sons are learning from the fathers those type of things then you know those those same difficult conversations that we're having in the black community but um, In terms of North America, with the women there leading at the frontier in terms of like speaking up for your rights and stuff like that, you know, over here, energetically, we got you. Right. And I, I don't want to say like, we'll pray for you, because one of the things that I've come to learn is like we are human and, and we were given, you know, a mouth to speak, eyes to see, ears to hear and hands to to, and feet to move and actually embody the hand of, you know, God or goddess, right? So I don't want us to be like, so passive that it's like, we are just gonna like, well, well, I hope everything's there. No, if I find something, I will definitely contribute to it and definitely use my voice for it. And um, the rest of you are going to have to put a little bit more skin in the game. But I'm definitely rooting for you over here um, from where I am. And You know, um, it's an ongoing conversation to be had. But again, too, I feel like Afghanistan, they felt like they could get away with some stuff um, that they've always gotten to. But now we have the news where we're kind of putting them on blast and putting them on notice. So, all right, y'all, I'm going to let you go. I like to keep these at 30 minutes, but all right, I will talk to you later until the next one. Bye.